The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Dr. Carol's Couch with your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of Dr. Lieberman, her guests, and callers. Now it's time to have a seat on Dr. Carol's Couch. Here's your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome to today's edition of Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. This is a super, super, super important show. Uh, well, <laughs> of course, the show in general, but today's edition, because um, you may not realize it, but your your uh, rights are being stolen as we speak, as you listen, and as they've already begun being stolen um, pretty soon after Obama got into office, although I'll let my guest uh, tell us exactly about that. Uh, today's show is called The Pursuit of Happiness and Other Stolen Rights. When was the last time that you read the Constitution of the United States? We probably all stopped reading it in school. And it's never more important than ever to um, take out those books again and the documents and start looking at them before they all get uh, stolen in the night. If you don't know what your rights are, the details of them, then you won't know what's being stolen from you. But fortunately for all of us, today's guest is going to enlighten you, uh, particularly in regard to some of the most egregious uh, thievery that's going on right now, and then also he will tell you how you can find out more about the Constitution and, and what you can do to try to make sure that your rights aren't uh, stolen any further. He is sounding the burglar alarm and alerting you to executive orders that are out of order. Didn't that seem weird to you when you'd be listening to the radio or reading a newspaper or watching television? Of course, the media doesn't cover these things in as important detail as the mainstream media doesn't in the detail that you really need in order to understand what's going on. Um, But uh, it is not pretty, and I want to get to my guest right away so that he can begin to tell us some of these things. And um, you should have a cup of tea (laughs) nearby, something calming, comfort food nearby, because, um, you know, because this is really serious. Uh, My guest is Michael Connolly. He is a constitutional attorney and the executive director of the U.S. Justice Foundation. And we'll tell you all about what that is and why it's so important during the show. So, Michael, welcome to the show. Glad Glad to be with you. Well, um, you know, you've, you've put out, you're, you're trying really hard to alert people to all of this. Um, it, sometimes I find it so frustrating in a general way that our country has gotten so many, not everybody, I'm, I don't want to make sweeping generalizations, but too many people in our country have gotten um, 
lazy, have gotten, um, I, I won't say like fat cows too contented because I don't think too many people are so content these days, but but I don't know, maybe overwhelmed is really a better way to describe it, but these things are going on in the White House and people are, are not protesting, are not making a stink about it. Well, I think, you know, some of us are, and you are. Well, yes, but... <laughs> But, but they, why do you think, I mean, what to do about all the people who are just letting these things go by before it's too late, until it, and, and it will be too late? Well, right after 9-11, when the war started, uh, I sent my oldest boy off to war. I mean, he's now done seven tours. But, wow. uh, you know, I heard somebody tell me or somebody say shortly after I said goodbye to him that the American soldiers went to war and the rest of America went to the mall. Huh, yes. They, they're still at the mall. Yes. They do They do not realize what's happening. Uh, the education system in this country has been dumbing down our children for years, deliberately. They are not being taught about the Constitution. They are being taught revisionist American history, a lot of which is not true. Uh, in the colleges, if the Constitution is even brought up, it's brought up in a derogatory manner, is being outdated, and should be done away with. So people do not realize, and you're exactly right, what rights they're losing because they don't know what rights they have. Mm -hmm. Now, Article 2 of the Constitution sets up the office of the president and gives the president his authority. Basically, the president is called on and ordered by the Constitution, Article 2, to enforce the laws passed by Congress. It doesn't say he can choose which laws he wants to enforce, but he does that all the time. He chose not to defend the Defense of Marriage Act. Uh, he doesn't suppose, support or enforce our immigration laws, and so he does that all the time. The Constitution, Article 2, certainly doesn't give the president the power to make laws, yet Obama does that by executive order, and he's done it ever since he got into office, and the executive orders were set up so when Congress was in recess and there was some type of emergency, the president could take unilateral action but the action had to be confirmed by Congress when he came back in. Obama totally ignores Congress. He's made executive orders, given himself extraordinary powers. He's done what we call executive actions, which are basically ordering his agencies, like the EPA, to put into place a law that the Congress refused to pass, the cap-and-trade law. He just ordered them to unilaterally start putting in regulations to enforce a law that the Senate refused to pass. So he's continuing mm. to do this, and the American people don't realize it, but we have a balance of powers that's been lost. We have now an executive who considers himself all-powerful. He bypasses Congress. He ignores Congress. Congress, unfortunately, for the most part, lets him get away with it. He ignores the Supreme Court. He ignores court rulings. And uh, as you say, there's not enough people making an outcry about this because this is destroying the very fabric of our republic. And we're not a democracy; we're a republic. Yes, so. you know that. I, I want to. That yes, I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, I want to go back to something you said about you think that the schools are purposely dumbing down uh, the, our children. Yeah, I think they are. I think that this is a uh, the unions, the uh, National Education Association. Uh, you know, has been pushing for so-called values education for years. So, in other words, they stop teaching the fundamentals, or emphasizing the fundamentals as much, and they teach them to 
uh, accept values that are not necessarily the values of their family or their church, and they uh, put students into to classes about first aid and this sort of thing. They're not teaching American history. I've read some of the history books. There's a war right now going on in Texas over the curriculum that's being used in some of our schools. And this curriculum is incredibly bad when it comes to American history and world history. Uh, for example, in American history curriculum, students are being taught that the Second Amendment is not an individual right. Huh. It is a collective right. It belongs only to the National Guard. Now, the Supreme Court has twice ruled in the last few years that it is an individual right. Our students aren't being taught that. Uh, our students were being taught that the members of the Boston Tea Party were terrorists. Hmm. They were committing an act of terrorism. The, in world history, they're being taught how wonderful the Muslim religion is, and there's actually a full section telling students how they can convert to Islam. Huh, what? Yeah, this is, this is in Texas this is happening. Can you imagine what's happening in other parts of the country uh, where there's not such an outcry? And uh, so there were, there were Senate hearings on this a couple of days ago. Uh, I'm getting involved with it. The U.S. Justice Foundation is going to get involved. We have parents and even teachers up in arms about this. And the worst part is that the teachers have to sign a non-disclosure agreement with the company that's doing this that they can't talk to the parents about what they're teaching their kids. Huh. In some cases, the kids are told, don't tell your parents what we discussed today. So it's, it's a crisis situation, and this is going on all over the country. We found that these same type of courses are being taught in about 40 states at this point. So it's deliberate. Well, you and, know, you from know, a psychological viewpoint, I mean, as a psychiatrist, teaching a child anything in school and telling them don't tell your parents is very damaging psychologically. You know, why it, it gives them, it makes them very confused. Why, why shouldn't they tell their parents? You know, here parents are trying to teach them honesty, and um, why would there be something that? I mean, this is like, this is like out of a science fiction book. <laughs> it is. And I, you know, when they first came to me with it, uh, I started taking a look at it. And I thought, no, this can't be true. And then I started talking to parents and teachers and and doing some research. And, and they're very careful about trying to hide this, but unfortunately for them, it's leaked out primarily from teachers who have, have been forced into a position where they're not allowed to teach uh, the children what they should be learning. They're told they have to teach them this revisionist history and uh, this revisionist world history. So. You know, people are, are up in arms, and rightly so. And so, I, I, who do you think, besides Obama? I mean, what do you think is the is the group or the ideology or what's behind all this? Well, this is your your far left that's been been around for years, and they have been trying to get us to become a socialist nation. And by socialist, I mean not just a socialist economy. They want to control the people in this country. Uh, they want to, they think they consider themselves the elites. And Obama's a prime example of this. And so is Nancy Pelosi and Harry Reid and many others I could name. They consider themselves smarter than you and I. We are basically looked at as the unwashed masses that they need to control. We don't know what's best for us. They know what's best for us. So they will tell us what's best. And in this country, some things have been getting in their way. Primarily, these 10 things called the amendments called the Bill of Rights or really have been a roadblock, a stumbling block to what they've tried to do to us and to take over our country and to take away our, our form of government, to take away our republic and replace it with a dictatorship 
either by an individual or by a group. They've been working on this for years, and uh, now, unfortunately, they have a man elected to office who is intent on putting his own ideology and their ideology into play. And he's doing it on a daily basis with these executive orders. He's doing with the foreign policy we have, which is basically apologize and appease. So, you know, these people are getting what they want. And what they want is the destruction of our Constitution and our way of life and to turn us into a socialist nation, even though every time it's been tried, whether in the Soviet Union, in Cuba, in the in European countries, it has always failed. They're continuing to push for this. And, the, you know, you've got people behind Obama, like George Soros, who's his money man, and he... He is a big socialist. In fact, I call him a communist uh, because he wants us to basically become a communist nation. And there's not much difference when you get down to it between socialism and communism. They're both ideologies that make government paramount, that make government more important than the people, and make government or that make the people be subservient to the government. And I'm I'm not willing to do that to go there. Hmm. Well, it's certainly. Uh... I mean, the, 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 he is certainly um, going in that direction. I mean, from what uh, by changing the balance of power and so on. Well, we're going to be coming up on a break now. Um, but when you when we come back, I would like you to talk about. You've written uh, an article about that that I <laughs> that made my hair stand on end um, about the Obamacare and what that really is. Um, of course, I've been a, an anti-Obamacare person for since since I heard about it. Um, from the viewpoint of what this is going to do for people, as far as the kind of care they're going to get from doctors, people, nobody wants to believe it, you know. Um, but but I, I didn't realize that that in in addition to giving people terrible care and doctors flocking out of the profession, that there were all these um, additional problems with it as well. And we'll get into that when we come back. My guest is Michael Connolly. He's a constitutional attorney and the executive director of the U.S. Justice Foundation. We're talking about the pursuit of happiness and other stolen rights, so stay tuned. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Think of the world. 
50 years ago. Now think of this same world and how it will be 50 years from now. Did you know that if the world's population continues to grow at its current rate, our children and grandchildren will only have 25% of the resources per capita that our parents and grandparents had? We must preserve the foundation of a quality standard of living. That foundation starts with Go Green Radio. Join your host, Jill Buck, for Go Green Radio every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Uh, talking today about the pursuit of happiness and other stolen rights with my guest, Michael Connolly. He is a constitutional attorney and the executive director of the U.S. Justice Foundation. He's also the author of four books, and he also hosts a radio show, and we'll tell you all about that by the end of the show. Um, but now uh, I would like him to talk about, he actually <laughs> is one of the few people, including Congress, uh, who has read the entire text of the Affordable Health Care Choices Act of 2009. And um, he read it from his perspective of being a constitutional lawyer. But what he, So what he has found uh, is incredibly scary from that point of view. What, I, what I've been concentrating on and have done some um, uh, shows about from here, uh, but certainly before the election, for example, um, was telling you that, that doctors are not, <laughs> they can make all the laws they want, but doctors are quitting or getting depressed and and retiring and and uh, not wanting to participate in this because that's not what they signed up for in med school it's certainly not what I signed up for um, so tell us about what this means not just in terms of getting terrible medical care but as far as as the constitution well i originally read the the original bill it was 1100 pages long at that point back in 2009 and i saw how bad it was and i wrote an article about it Really, I just wrote something I sent out to friends on the Internet, and all of a sudden it, it caught fire, and it actually led to the creation of my blog. But then, of course, they that was the original 1,100 pages. The final bill is 2,700 pages, uh. and I've read it, too. And what I said, pointed out at the beginning, that my first article was that this was a power grab and a power transfer that was unconstitutional because Congress was about to give extraordinary powers to the President of the United States that the President is not authorized to have. And Congress was giving up its own authority. I pointed out that I did not believe then, and I don't believe now, that Congress ever had the authority to do this kind of changes to our health care system. It's not in the Constitution. Article 1, Section 8 sets out the powers of Congress. There's nothing in there about health care. But Congress went ahead and did this, and it's leading to, one of the things leading to the destruction of our balance of powers, because when they passed that final bill, which nobody had read, in that 2,700 pages, they gave 4,100 areas of authority decisions to be made by Obama huh. and his team. 4,100. These were things that if they were going to be decided by anybody, they should have been decided by Congress. So the American people could say, well, you, did you really vote for this? There were there are numerous new agencies that were put into Obamacare under the, the auspices of Obamacare. 
New taxes were created, which the American people are just starting to find out about now because they're just coming into play. Our privacy has been, has been stolen. Uh, right now, the federal government, under Obamacare, can access your medical records at any time they want. And in order to find out whether or not you qualify for the insurance exchange or, or whether or not you should be fined or how much insurance you should have, all of which you know, should be our decision is what kind of insurance we have, if we have it at all. But they're going to be looking also at your financial records. And I'm not talking about just your tax returns. I'm talking about they're going to be eventually able to instantly access your bank accounts and see how much money you have in savings, how much money you have in, in your checking account. But in addition, they're going to be looking at your medical history. And the reason they're looking at your medical history is because they set up, and I predicted this in my first article when everybody was screaming, oh, no, it's not going to happen, you're, you're lying, you're crazy. They would never, never set up death panels. Well, I call them death panels because essentially that's what they are. We now have these agencies being set up, or I shouldn't say agencies, committees set up, that are not necessarily even made up of members of the medical profession. They are going to be deciding, particularly for people like me, who's a senior, I just turned 65, and uh, so here I am on Medicare. They're going to be deciding for me what kind of treatment I can get, whether or not I can get any treatment at all. We had a uh, recently on a local talk show here, uh, there was a, uh, a neurosurgeon who said that he had been in a meeting in Washington where they basically were told that if somebody comes into the emergency room, and he was an ER specialist, and they have a traumatic head injury. If they are over 70 years old, he has to get permission from this bureaucratic committee huh. before he can do any treatment. Wow. And then, you know, that's just incredibly scary. And it's strictly based on age, 70 years old at this point. And they're going to decide whether or not to give you treatment, whether or not to save your life, whether your life is worth saving. Of course, we don't know what other kinds of... Of implications are going to go into this decision making. Uh, under a true dictatorship, they may decide that, well, you're the wrong political persuasion. We know you're a Republican, but you're mm. not worth saving. Mm. So these are the implications that people need to realize that all of this is being done by the administration, and he's, taking, he's carrying this very, very far, farther than a lot of people thought. Something else I said that was a, a constitutional uh, question about this was the fact that illegals were going to get their medical care for free. They were going to be able to participate in this. And everybody said, no, they're not. The bill specifically says that they're not going to allow that. That's not what the bill says. And right now, the, the, there's been a lot of talk about the amount of money, $500 billion, being taken out of the Medicare budget. And where did that go? It went to set up clinics for immigrants, hmm. not out in California and other states out west and in the south, for immigrants. And the people there who work at those clinics are told that when somebody comes in and wants treatment, they cannot check their status as far as immigration goes. Mm -hmm. They cannot ask if they're illegal. They cannot ask for paperwork to prove that they are legal. So exactly what I said, they're getting free medical care at taxpayer expense. Well, of course, all part of the way to keep uh, immigrants here so that they will vote to continue uh Towards this socialist, socialistic state. Right, they're, they're they're not, you know, we're not allowed to call them illegal immigrants, supposedly. Uh, so, you know, what you can call them is undocumented Democrats. 
because that's basically what they are. And it's, I mean, yes, you know, it, it seems clear that if it's not already happening, and I, I think you probably would say that it is, but it seems clear that the more people you have in a country who can't afford things or who would like government assistance, the more those people are going to vote for politicians, a president in particular, who will promise those kinds of things. I mean, in other words, there gets to be a point of no return to go back because everybody just has their hand out. Well, exactly, and that's what socialism is really all about. Socialism is set up so that the government can control who gets what. And, you know, the idea is take from the rich and give to the poor. Well, the real idea is take from those who are productive and give to those who don't want to be productive, and then you become an entitlement society where the majority of the people who are allowed to vote are living off the government. They're not going to vote against themselves. It's against their own economic interest to vote to get back to a limited government to protect the Constitution because they don't see what's happening at this point. They don't realize that they are losing their rights just like everybody else is. And eventually, the government's going to run out of money and run out of people to take money from. And at that point, mm. these people are going to be much worse off than anybody else because they're not going to be prepared for it. They're not going to even want to believe that all of a sudden the handouts have been reduced or the handouts have stopped. Mm-hmm. But that's what, what happened in the Soviet Union. That's what happened in the Eastern European countries. They set up this idea that, oh, this is going to be a worker's paradise. Then all of a sudden they were telling people that you had to take the job the government wanted you to take. If you went to school, you had to take the courses the government wanted you to take. And those who were on the farms were put in collective farms. All of a sudden, they stopped producing because they were not producing anything for themselves. They were producing for the good of the state. So famine began, and uh, you had economic collapse in the Soviet Union. It, people were dying, starvation, millions of them. And this is exactly where this country's heading because, uh, like you say, there are too many people out there who, who want the handouts and want the free stuff that Obama keeps promising everybody. Mm-hmm. Now, under what, um, what excuse uh, is the government going to be able to have access to our bank accounts and our, other than in regard to taxes and so on? Because they, they have access now if you owe taxes and you haven't paid it, they can go into your bank account now and take the money out. Well, the excuse is basically, understand where this is going to. This health care is not, the deal is not over. The ultimate goal is for universal health care. And that would be similar to what they have in, in England, where if you want to see a doctor, you have to get an appointment about a year in advance. And if you need uh, tests done to find out if you got cancer, you may have to wait six months. By the way, that is now going on in the VA hospitals in this country already. Hmm. And I, as a veteran, I'm just appalled at what I'm, I'm, I'm hearing about this. But the idea was that they were going to provide low-cost insurance or provide free health care, and other people were going to have to pay. The people that had more money were going to have to pay more for their health care. And the way that they were going to find out who had the money they needed to pay for health care and who didn't was access to your bank accounts. Because basically they want to be able to know. They want to, if you go in and apply for uh, one of these programs, and they want to be able to access instantly your bank accounts and say, no, you got too much money, you have to pay more for your, your insurance. 
So okay. that was the whole idea behind this, and uh, that's that's where they're trying to take it. And the reason to know all your personal medical information is to help make those decisions as to whether you're worth saving. Right. And to decide, you know, if the money that would be spent on treatment is worth it or not. <laughs> so. Oh, dear. Um, you know, I can see... <laughs> I, you know, it, it's just getting so ridiculous. I can see why people are thinking uh, about moving out of the country. I mean, that, between that and taxes, and we do need to start. We do need to talk about uh, some of the things that are going on in terms of of money and taxes. And I, I heard something. Where was it? Um, or I read something, I guess, uh, about how now it's it's not enough that that uh, Obama got the concessions that he got in terms of taxes, but he's now going after the um, tax write-offs, which I thought was part of the reason why the deal was made in the first place to not go into that. But anyway, we need to take a break, but I'd like to hear what you have to say about that when we come back. My guest is Michael Connolly. He is a constitutional attorney and the executive director of the U.S. Justice Foundation. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Think of the world 50 years ago. Now think of this same world and how it'll be 50 years from now. Did you know that if the world's population continues to grow at its current rate, our children and grandchildren will only have 25% of the resources per capita that our parents and grandparents had? We must preserve the foundation of a quality standard of living. That foundation starts with Go Green Radio. Join your host, Jill Buck, for Go Green Radio every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, talking with you today about the pursuit of happiness and other stolen rights with my guest, Michael Connolly. He's a constitutional attorney and the executive director of the U.S. Justice Foundation. 
And before the break, um, I was mentioning that I wanted to hear what you had to say about um, this seemingly ongoing. I mean, I know we didn't solve all the budget and tax and all that problems, but I thought that when there was this, you know, the fiscal cliff and all that, I thought that there was enough of a compromise um, to at least solve much of the problem, uh, at least in regard to taxes. And now all of a sudden he's coming back, <laughs> coming back and saying we have to revisit that and, and trying to cut tax loopholes. What's going on? Well, it's basically the, the tax and spend philosophy of the, the Democrats that they've had for years and the socialists. And here we are in record deficits. And the Committee of Twelve, the super committee that was set up last year when they couldn't agree on the uh, debt ceiling uh, limit being raised, and they set up the super committee, and the deal was, first of all, the super committee was unconstitutional and should have been challenged. Uh, by some senator or some member of Congress, because basically what the supercommittee did was take six senators, three Republicans, three Democrats, and then six members of the House, three Republicans, three Democrats, and say, okay, you 12 make the decision on one and a half trillion dollars worth of spending cuts and bring it for an up or down vote without any amendments, without any real discussion to the Congress. Well, that took away the representation that we have in Congress from our two senators from our states and from our members of the House of Representatives in the district we live mm-hmm. live in. That took away our, our rights right there under the Constitution. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to be represented by those people, not some people that those people appoint mm-hmm. to take it, take it away. But that's what they did. And then if they failed, and it was set up to fail, everybody should have known from the beginning that they were not going to reach an agreement, then an automatic group of budget cuts would kick in primarily aimed at the United States military. It's called sequestration, and it's uh, billions of dollars in cuts, over a trillion dollars in cuts. They're going to kick in. They were supposed to kick in on January 1st, and they pushed the date to March 1st. Now they're trying to push it back a couple of more months. Because it's going to be absolutely devastating to the military, devastating to our economy. We're going to have thousands, tens of thousands of people lose their jobs, uh, we're going to have companies going out of business that have been in business for years. It's going to be a, a major disaster. And Obama today comes out and he says, well, let's kick the can down the road again. Congress can come up with a small package of spending cuts. And, of course, let's throw in some tax reform. Well, tax reform for, is the code word for let's raise taxes some more. He just got a tax increase, a massive tax increase, a few few weeks ago and he uh people are starting to feel the pinch now and not just the wealthy the middle class is being clobbered the taxes that are in obamacare coming in the payroll tax reduction uh, was done away with was not uh, renewed so the middle class is feeling the pinch uh, my fiance for example has seen her paycheck uh, shrink by a hundred dollars a month and uh that's just the beginning so the sequestration is going to be devastating. But he doesn't really want to stop it, because at least not the part that affects the military. And by the way, other part, other things affected by sequestration or Medicare. I mean, the seniors in this country are really getting it put to, to us right now uh, by Obama, and most people don't even realize it. But he, he doesn't like the military. He wants to cut the military. He wants to reshape the military so that it will be at, its allegiance will be to him, not to the Constitution. 
Hmm. Now, when I, I took my oath of office as an officer of the United States Army, I swore to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Hmm. Hmm. I did not, not, not take an oath to protect and defend the President of the United States, whoever that may be. Mm-hmm. And if he wants people in the military who are loyal to him. This was exactly what Adolf Hitler did after he took, a, took over in Germany. And he was elected. And people do not know that the first thing that Adolf Hitler did when he was elected Chancellor of Germany was to take over and nationalize the health care system. Hmm. He figured if the government can control who gets health care, the government can control the people. Hmm. The second, second thing he did was the military supported him at first, but then he started purging the military of people who were loyal to the country and to their constitution. That's exactly what Obama wants to do now. And the third thing he did was he disarmed the German population, took hmm. away their weapons so they couldn't resist him. Hmm. Uh, that, wow. that sounds familiar? Yeah, wow. Well, let's talk about that, too, um, gun control. It was pretty funny, though, when a picture came out, just came out, showing him shooting Obama. Oh, that that picture is hysterical because, first of all, uh, the way he's holding that shotgun, if he really did fire that shotgun holding it like that, he's lucky he didn't break both his cheek and his shoulder. <laughs> because nobody holds a shotgun like that. I, it just is. It's not done. It's too dangerous. So he looked ridiculous to begin with. But. <laughs> Well, so what about all this gun control? I mean, what, um, I, I mean, do you think that he, it seems to me that he took advantage of the Sandy Hook school shooting, and of course before that the Batman shooting, but really the, the Sandy Hook shooting with, you know, all, of course it's, it seems like even more of a tragedy with this, these poor little children being shot. Um, do you think that he took advantage of that to, to, to push forward uh, ahead of perhaps when he might have done it anyway, uh, his agenda as far as gun control? Yeah, he, he gave him an opportunity to jump on it, and, and then he was reelected, so he started to move. Now, Obama has been for disarming the American population for years, since he was a member of the state senate in Illinois. Mm. He, he, was, he was coming out wanting gun control and mm. wanting gun confiscation. So this is not new. He just kept his mouth shut about it in his first term because he figured it would probably cause him not to be reelected for a second term. Yeah. And uh, by the way, the, the picture of Obama with making the announcement about his 22 executive actions uh, where he's surrounded by the little children, there is almost an identical picture of Adolf Hitler surrounded by little children as he signed an order confiscating guns. Wow. Because the, the reason he used was to protect the children. Wow. And so, you know, this is, you know, I read Mein Kampf years ago, the English version of it, which is My Struggle by Adolf Hitler. It's a book he wrote while he was in prison. And I'm, I'm convinced that, that Obama probably keeps that on his bedside table uh, instead of a Bible because he, he's following it right down the, the road. But the gun control issue, the Second Amendment says that the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. It doesn't say you can take away part of the rights, you can take away some of the rights, you can put limits on the rights. It says it shall not be infringed. What Congress is trying to do in the U.S. Senate is to ban a large assortment of weapons that people can use for self-defense. Now, people need to understand what the Second Amendment is. It ain't about duck hunting. It's not about skeet shooting. The Second Amendment was put in the Constitution 
because our founding fathers had just fought a very bloody and costly and lengthy war to get us freedom from the British Empire. They were setting up a brand new form of government, something that had never been tried before. They did not know if it was going to succeed or if it was going to fail. The one thing they wanted to make sure of was that if it did not succeed, that no one could become take over the government and set up a tyranny. We would not have a tyrannical form of government emerge out of that because the people would be able to resist it, just like they'd resisted the British during the Revolutionary War. Uh-huh. That's what the Second Amendment was all about. It was not put in there so people could hunt and feed their families. The people in the rural communities did that, but the people living in the cities, generally, you know, they purchased their food in markets just like we do today. So they didn't need the firearms, but that was what the Second Amendment was all about. And that's what people don't understand. And that's what it's still all about. Now, these so-called assault weapons, and by the way, the, the language in that bill is so broad that they name 157 specific weapons, but they can apply that to virtually any firearm that's out there. And uh, it's not just your AR-15s, but the AR-15 is a good weapon to use to defend your home and your family. I mean, it's a, it can be used for hunting, but it's also a good weapon to defend yourself. All of the weapons they're trying to take away, the so-called assault weapons, are weapons that a lot of people use for hunting, but mostly they use them for self-defense, and they have saved lives. Now, this ban, they don't talk about the handguns much in this ban, but it applies to a lot of handguns. It says anything that has a military characteristic. Hmm. Well, they don't include the Glock 9 millimeters. But those are military weapons. The military uses them so they can start taking those away anytime they want. The whole idea is to disarm the American public so that we cannot defend ourselves against the government intruding in our homes, taking away our Fourth Fourth Amendment rights, arresting us for any reason whatsoever. I mean, we now know that Obama has an opinion in his hands that he's been using the 16 pages that came out yesterday that NBC found, authorizing the drone strikes. If people read those things with a close eye, they're going to be appalled because it basically is so loosely worded, just like the gun control legislation, that it basically gives Obama the right to kill an American citizen for any reason, anywhere, at any time, Hmm. just because he decides he wants him dead. Yeah, so... And how did that, um, I, I just, I actually didn't, I just saw that in passing. I didn't have a chance to to read a lot about it. How did that come out now? Well, I'm, I'm not sure where it came from. The NBC got a copy of it. It may have been a Freedom of Information Act request. and uh, But they have a copy of it, and of course that's a liberal network. They're usually in Obama's pocket, but even they were apparently shaken by this mm-hmm. and the language in this thing. So they made it public, and they've been talking about it all day today on Fox News, and NBC's been talking about it. And, of course, Obama's saying, oh, we're not doing anything wrong. Uh, you know, we're, we're just doing what's necessary to defend the country. Well, you have to read the wording of what they they say in these orders. And, uh, you know, one thing I'd like to talk about uh, in a few minutes is the wording of the 23 executive actions that Obama signed. Uh, with these children yes. and so, and, yes. uh, because the, some of those are, if you look at them in general, they look pretty innocuous. But if you read them carefully, you see, again, it's an incredible power grab by the President of the United States and by the executive branch of government. 
and by the Attorney General. So it's uh, it's something that's really, really getting out of hand. Okay, yes, and so now if we take a break, you can tell us about that when we come back. I mean, you know, this, the really scary part about all of this is when uh, the more power a president grabs, it's not like a president is going to give the power back. You know, it's it's just that go keeps going in that direction. It's not like something that you can, oh well, I won't uh, I won't take this power now, or I'll give this power back. It just keeps keeps going um, in that same direction. More power to the president, and that can be very dangerous depending upon who's in office, like the current president. Well, um, we do need to take a break. This is all such important stuff. My guest is Michael Connolly. He's a constitutional attorney and the executive director of the U.S. Justice Foundation. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Do you find yourself tearing pictures of rooms out of magazines? Do you watch certain movies and TV programs because of the homes they show? Are Sundays reserved for open houses? Then you are a home dreamer. And someday, you will build or renovate your dream home. Steve Cliff has spent three decades learning how to win at the dream home game. His show, Winning the Dream Home Race, can be heard every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Let Steve Cliff help save you money and make you a winner. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. My guest today is Michael Connolly, and I want to give out now, and I'll also give it out at the end of the show, but I want to make sure that there's uh, that you are able to write this all down. So get a pencil and paper, and um, you can find out more. I mean, I know this is a lot. My, Michael's been giving us such uh, great information, and it's a lot to take in. It's scary to take it all in at once. So I'm going to give you... Um, uh, uh, links, websites where you can find out more about him and about his work and where you can even listen to his radio show, weekly radio show. So um, the uh, United States Justice Foundation that he's the executive director of is www.usjf, United States Justice Foundation, usjf.net. 
Okay, and then uh, his uh, personal website and blog is um, Michael Connolly. That's Michael and C O N N E L L Y dot Jigsy J I G S Y, and then his radio show, which is called Our Constitution, is you can get to through his uh, through his blog through the Michael Connolly dot Jigsy J I G S Y. Uh, website. All right. Wanted to make sure I got that out, Michael, because so that people will uh, uh, for sure have a way to get more of you. So tell us about um, these executive orders. Well, you, now the website is actually jigsy.com. It's michaelconley.jigsy.com. Oh, I'm so sorry. Okay. But okay. uh, no, these executive orders, well, first of all, they're not executive orders. He signed one executive order with 23 parts that he calls executive actions. And, uh, but they amount to the same thing. Now, you have to, I'm not going to talk about all 23 of them, obviously, but let's talk about a couple of them. The first one says to, he will issue a presidential memorandum to require federal agencies to make relevant data available to the federal background check system. So what is relevant data? Does that include our medical records obtained through Obamacare, our tax returns, our political affiliations, our military background, our credit history? All of this stuff is going to be possibly put into the background check system that decides whether or not you can own a firearm. Huh. You know, so, so, so much for the right to privacy again. Number two says address unnecessary legal barriers, particularly relating to the Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act, that may prevent states from making information available to the background check system. They want the medical records. It doesn't say medical records that relate to mental health. It's set up so they can get any medical records. Then if you read number 16 in conjunction with number 2, number 16 says, clarify that the Affordable Care Act does not prohibit doctors asking their patients about guns in their homes. Hmm. As a matter of fact, it does. So here Obama's saying, I am going to amend an act passed by Congress hmm. on my own um, without asking Congress to do it. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we we have that situation with him taking a little action on his own again. But out of all 23, this is the one that's the, scar- the scariest. And by the way, uh, doctors at the VA hospitals are asking veterans whether or not they have weapons. Hmm. That has been reported to me by numerous veterans, and they're quite upset about it. But directive number four says, direct the attorney general to review categories of individuals prohibited from having a gun to make sure dangerous people are not slipping through the cracks. <laughs> now, who are the people that right now can't pass a background check to get a gun? Convicted felons, drug addicts, and people who have been adjudged to be mentally ill to the point where they're a danger to themselves and others. But what does this mean by keep dangerous people slipping through the cracks? Well, we have to remember when Obama first took office and appointed Jane Napolitano uh, as the head of the Department of Homeland Security, she sent out a memorandum to law enforcement describing who she thought they had to look at as potential domestic terrorists. They included anybody who was pro-life, hmm. anybody who supported the Second Amendment, all veterans returning from Iraq and Afghanistan huh. were considered potential terrorists, anyone who opposed big government huh. and believed 
unduly in individual freedom. <laughs> really? So basically, I made all those lists. <laughs> oh, oh, by the way, if you had a Ron Paul bumper sticker on your car, you were on that <laughs> list also. And now, now they've added that if you are hoarding more than seven days' supply of food and water, you're also a potential terrorist. Well, what I see out of this section four is this is what they're looking at. Is they're looking at putting people that are on the potential terrorist list mm. on the list of people who can't buy weapons. Okay, well, right? so what's wrong with that? Well, I mean, other than the fact that the list of the potential terrorist list is too include, you know, too inclusive, but um, so I guess it's the same problem. But I mean, we well, wouldn't want we wouldn't want real potential terrorists to buy guns. No, they're on the they're on the list. But what I'm saying is, they're going to broaden this list to include people that fall under the category of believing in the Second Amendment uh-huh, or returning uh-huh. veterans. They're already doing this to veterans. Right now, I'm dealing working with some veterans who have have been denied the right through background checks to get firearms. Hmm. Uh, and simply because they have a fiduciary that's been appointed to help them handle their affairs. Even though they didn't want a fiduciary, they haven't been adjudicated, they can't handle their affairs in some cases, but they've had head injuries or something in combat, and they say, well, we're going to appoint somebody to huh. take care of how your VA money's spent. Wow. And then they could use that to put them on the background checklist as they're incompetent and therefore cannot buy, buy a firearm. Yes. So you and see y- what I'm saying? Yet- uh, and yet, if somehow the government decided they wanted them to go back into service, right, um, right. because they needed more people on the ground, uh, somehow they'd be cured and they'd be able to go back there and hold a firearm. Exactly. So, you know, you can see where we're going here because they're going to start putting people on the list simply because you disagree with Obama or simply because you support the Second Amendment. If you have an NRA sticker on the back of your, your car, that potentially puts you on the list of people who cannot buy a firearm. And they're going to broaden this list. Obama doesn't care what Congress does. He is setting things up so that he can uh, impose gun control and ultimately gun confiscation all by himself. Let's go one more section here. Section 6, that uh, this gives Obama's real intentions. We have the bill pending in Congress for universal background checks. Uh, which I oppose because all it is is gun registration, uh, which we've tried to keep uh, from happening in this country for years. But number six in his executive actions is publish a letter from the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms and Explosives to federally licensed gun dealers providing guidance on how to run background checks for private sellers. Well, Congress hadn't passed that yet. Hmm. Yet he's probably, probably will not pass it. Yeah, he's already setting up the mechanism to do it. Mm. So he's telling us there, I don't care what Congress does. I'm going to take whatever action I deem necessary, and I'm going to uh, enforce universal background checks. And then he's going to try to start confiscating weapons. And he's going to start limiting the manufacturing of ammo in this country. Uh, Go ahead. Well, we still got the Small Arms Treaty, the United Nations Small Arms Treaty out there, which he's pledged to sign, and we basically totally destroy the Second Amendment. Well, okay. <laughs> Let me give out your uh, websites again. Uh, again, I'd like to thank my guest, Michael Connolly. This has been, uh, yes, it's been a hard pill to swallow, but we better start swallowing it and doing something about it now before, before, 
before these things are really hitting home and we, we say, well, what? I didn't know that this meant that. Um, Michael Connolly, thank you so much. Again, he's a constitutional attorney and the executive director of the U.S. Justice Foundation, and that website is usjf.net. And uh, also for his personal website and blog, and, and it will give you a link to his radio show, uh, Michael Connolly, C-O-N-N-E-L-L-Y dot jigsy, J-I-G-S-Y dot com. And thank you all for listening. You know, uh, I know at the beginning we were talking about uh, why is everybody being so apathetic about all this, and we sort of have come around to 9-11, which, you know, I've written the book Coping with Terrorism, Dreams Interrupted, and I think think that's where so much of this starts from, that we've all become scarred and traumatized by 9-11, even though we want to be in denial and pretend that we're not still being affected by it. And that's how all these things are happening. We're not picking our head up out of the sand and seeing that our rights are being stolen. So thank you, Michael Connolly. Thank you all for listening. You've been listening to Dr. Carol's Couch. And I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Thank you for joining us on Dr. Carol's Couch. Join us next week at 1 p.m. Pacific time for another installment of Dr. Carol's Couch. We'll save you a seat. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network its staff and management.